Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Thanks for hanging out here with us. We have got an hour in front of us, pretty close to it anyway. Eric Lindquist, I'm Adam Kaufman, teamed up as we always are on Fridays. At least I I feel like we always are, but that's the case during football. And this, unfortunately, is the last time we get to talk about football here on a Friday of this busy NFL season. This is the Yahoo NFL Super Bowl show. Big game right around the corner, a couple days away. What, I don't know, 50-some-odd hours? How are you, man? How are you feeling about it? Doing well. Yeah, I've, I've progressively got more excited. I think Wednesday, I've, I just kind of realized that I hate Super Bowls because my Vikings are never in them. So my entire <laughs> life has been a sham as a football fan. Uh, but I, I think this game has a lot of great narratives around it. I love betting. I love sports. So this should be a lot of fun for everybody involved. It's when all of the normies, everybody who doesn't necessarily care about sports, they have to for a day. We kind of force them into it. So uh, should, should be some extra money to be had in the DFS streets. I don't know who a good comp would be for Minnesota. You could speak to it better than me, but who's like the, I don't think it'd be Dalvin cook necessarily, but, but who would be the, the, the Matt Stafford in, you know, with, with another team in the Super Bowl to which, you know, your Vikings would be going out and making like, you know, Minnesota Ram like the Detroit Rams t-shirts that are being sold in Detroit right now, which are just a complete and total utter embarrassment and, and speaks to what, it, what, what life must be like as a Lions fan in 2022 when, when you have, you know, Detroit Rams t-shirts made up just so you can celebrate your old quarterback playing in a Super Bowl in his first year with somebody else. Is there somebody for you from oh, Minnesota? Yeah. It's, it's going to be a deep cut, but Brad Johnson is the guy. Brad Johnson <laughs> left the Minnesota Vikings for one year. You know yeah. what happened in that one year? He was the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won a freaking <laughs> Super Bowl. So uh, I know that's a deep cut for some people, but uh, thanks so much, that, Brad like, Johnson. Oh, three or something? I, yeah, it was right, like right around that time frame. It was like near, yeah. I don't know, eighth grade, freshman year of, of high school. All yeah. I know is that they were dark times because, you know, it was it was one of those things where he left and you just kind of saw it happening. Obviously, Gruden, we don't talk about him, but we talk about Brad Johnson and that guy. Uh, I liked him a lot. 
I thought he was a decent enough quarterback. He wasn't anything special, but uh, pretty special to leave for literally one year, win a Super Bowl, and then come back to the Vikings. Yeah, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I, the Patriots won in the 01, 03, 04 season. So it must have been 02, so 02. the winter of 03. That, yep. uh, that it was guy. a cold, cold winter there in yeah. Minnesota, let me tell you. <laughs> oh, well, just shoot me. We got a lot of, I didn't mean to start this on such a somber note. We're going to talk okay. Just make it hurt. It's fine. Yeah. No, uh, just, oh, I'm a Patriots fan. Life is so hard now. Leave me I alone. should have at least worn a, a, a Pat's hat to get in the spirit of our Thank final God football show of, uh, of the season, at least for the two of us. You're probably talking some more football before the big game rolls around on Sunday. Uh, we'll get to the Rams and the Bengals in just a moment. Want to tell you, and hopefully we can, you know, cover my mug up so you don't have to look at me reading all this. But of course, we've partnered with our good friends at Yahoo Fantasy throughout this NFL season to bring you some great, great offers. As we always do, you can check out our exclusive limited time offer gets you one free month, one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. That's the big thing. Sign up for uh, an account via the link below. Deposit and play. It is just that simple, folks. Yahoo will then send us your name after you play in your first paid contest. We will reach out via email with your coupon. If you'd like to speed up that process, get yourself some access, that's okay. Email support at osmo.com. We'll get you all set up. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below. And that can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including, of course, the $1 million baller for the Super Bowl. We'll also have a free roll running for the big game on Yahoo with first place getting 1000 bucks plus a year of Osmo Plus Platinum. You can find that link to that contest in the video description below. Make sure you use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at uh, at winning big and and thanks to our guy Mike awesome yo himself for making sure that you didn't have to look at me while I was telling you all of that great information that's, that's the important thing that's that's what we like to celebrate around here so more of it yeah all right but we're you know like I like I said excuse me we've got uh, the better part of an hour obviously here with the people and then uh, you know a whole lot more great awesome content coming your way on the YouTube and, and Twitter channels the rest of the day. But while we have our time, normally, you know, obviously in the regular season into the playoffs, it's multiple games, it's multiple teams. Uh, well, I mean, we still have multiple teams, but you know, normally it's, it'll be a full slate of stuff that we're talking about. In this case, we're it's, it's super focused, just the one single game contest, the one single game contest coming your way Sunday evening. And uh, there, there are only so many different ways to go about setting a lineup. We will go, obviously, position by position. We'll talk to you about the Yahoo pricing, tell you who's been performing well, who hasn't, what you need to consider, all the great things that you need to uh, obviously keep in mind. Get your questions in here for us, and we'll do our best to help you answer them and, and get those lineups built. But first and foremost, you know, when it is just just the one game, and it's a game of this magnitude, this importance, what kind of story are you telling yourself? You know, how in love, I guess, are you falling in love with projections versus the narratives that you tell yourself about how you feel a game is going to play out? I mean, what a deep question to start off the show with. I mean, um, how do know, I, I let's, what's let's the meaning of life there? It's not all like, about numbers all the time. Sometimes, it's, okay. you know, you're, you're not going to, you're not uh, necessarily going to well, smack that. When I was a wee lad, 
when I was a wee lad growing up in South Dakota, I had dreams and those but, dreams but, but, I mean, were to be able to analyze individual football games to the best of my ability. And here's what I do. Here's what I do. I basically look at, at the trenches first. I, I think that yeah. that's something that I, I think is going to be a, a narrative that we have here at the Cincinnati offensive line versus the Rams defensive line. We have PFFs first graded defense in the Los Angeles Rams. We have PFF's 20th graded defense here in Cincinnati. We have an overall ranking of second for the Rams, seventh for the Bengals. I will say though, I mean, this Cinderella story that is the Bengals, they've been 13 and seven against the spread as opposed to 10 and 10 for the Rams. So in terms of value, that has changed from four and a half, which I hadn't moved off of all week to now it's sitting at four, which tells me that Something's happening in terms of sharp money coming in on that four and a half, making it a little bit of a dip. I'm not really sure what to make of that here. But what I do is know, do know is that the Cincinnati Bengals have been an undervalued team throughout this entire season. And I don't think that's going to stop now. I think most people uh, who are watching at home who are taking this in. I know Lofty is in this camp as well, doing shows with him this week where the Rams are going to be running people over with a train now. I think that defensive line is scary as all can be. How could it not be? You have Von Miller rushing uh, pass rush as well, uh, adding alongside Aaron Donald. It's a ridiculous football team you're looking at there. But Cincinnati's been able to, just because of their ability uh, to, to have dynamic playmakers, massive big playability from the likes of Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, who I always love, Tyler Boyd kind of getting mixed in as well. I think that there's still going to be ways that this game shoots out. So in terms of like, I, I think variance needs to always be discussed in a Super Bowl because I think when you have a 35, 40 minute halftime intermission in the middle of a game, that's not something players are used to. You have so many wonky things as far as how much press you're doing leading up to this, knowing how many eyeballs are there. The variance of the game is so much more extreme. There are games that we've had, like the Patriots 2019, a 13-3 football game. Who saw that happening? Not me. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just saying, you're going to get weird things in Super Bowls that's where we kind of just need to be able to build lineups and, and take the path of, of being in embracing some of that variance, building lineups, other people that are clicking on uh, random things are just not going to land on and being able to willing to, to say that, all right, this is just like any other showdown we've played all year long. You mentioned that Rams uh, Patriots Super Bowl three years ago, which of course was the last time that Sean McVay and, and the Rams were in the Super Bowl. And, you know, that game, to your point, I mean, if, if you like defense, that was the game for you, obviously. It, you know, just the, the 16 total points. As I recall, I'd have to look it up, but as I recall, the over-under for that game going in was something, it was like mid-50s. You know, was, the, these were two incredibly, just ridiculously potent offenses, neither of which largely showed up in that big game. We're expecting a, a fair amount of offense, not to that degree, but the over-under sit, sitting around 48 and a half right now. I think it last looked between these two teams. We know, obviously, how explosive both have the potential of being more regularly. The Rams are over the course of this season, what the Bengals have been able to do here in the playoffs. Are you expecting a lot of offense in this one? I am. I'm expecting, I mean, I like the over. Um, it, it's not something that is, is crazy that I want to be a scale of one to 10. We'll go in like the four in the confidence range, but uh, I definitely feel like both offenses, if you put Cincinnati in a come from behind mode, especially, I mean, the Rams are going to throw the ball no matter what. Their, their path of least resistance is just feed Cooper Cup, get Odell Beckham and Van Jefferson mixed in, and move on with your day. Uh, they have this three-headed backfield. We'll get to some of the discussions there because mm -hmm. uh, I have a lot of uh, – the same way that I felt about Cam Akers last week. That ended up coming to fruition, whether it was just because he got dinged up or not. 
that's really the question. But coming off of two fumbles, I, I don't really see them wanting to just run the ball down Cincinnati's throat in the event that they're up in this game. I still think that they're going to air it out. So if you get Cincinnati and come from behind mode, which uh, again, I'm not going to be betting the spread of this game. I thought four and a half and four. I mean, those are just outrageously fair numbers for a team that has shown come from behind ability uh, against Kansas City, uh, being great front runners, going up against the Raiders. So many ways that the Bengals can be effective, I think, offensively. Now, defensively is going to be the huge question mark for me. They're 20th in PFF's graded defense on the season. I mean, they are back half of the league, and they've played a little bit over their heads here the last few weeks. Now, two weeks coming in, once again, not something that you're used to having. Increases the variance maybe a little bit. Maybe the Rams aren't as sharp offensively, but um, I, I like the over in this game. I do expect points here, but not to some degree where I want to go nuts betting it. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to uh, all the different players factoring into this thing as it relates to lineup building. And, of course, we begin with the quarterbacks, let's start specifically with the pride of Detroit, Matt Stafford. He comes in, he is the highest projected score among the two QBs sitting on Yahoo at uh, about 20.2 points is where we have him in our Osmo projections. He's $30, so he is the cheaper of the two. He's certainly, uh, we know what he's capable of. You know, you look at what he did against Tampa Bay and in San Francisco here in the playoffs so far, north of 700 yards between those two games, five touchdowns as well. Before we even get to Burrow, what are your expectations for Stafford against this defense? Uh, my expectations is he's going to be effective. I, I think that that's kind of where I'm, I'm pretty sold. And I know people are talking about Burrow on the other side with the, the pass rush here on the Rams. I literally brought that up on the onset. But I don't think anybody should have a doubt that Matthew Stafford, based off of what we've seen in the playoffs, and if you just write off a couple games, he had some turnover issues towards the end of the season. But Odell Beckham was getting acclimated to the offense. You had offensive linemen dinged up. You had a lot of COVID situations throughout the middle of the season as we got into the winter months where, guys, you were just so shorthanded in so many departments. You had a decrepit secondary, and he was coming from behind in a lot of these games. Now, I think with everybody healthy, with all hands on deck here, it looks pretty solid for Matthew Stafford to be effective here. And our top stacks, to, or sorry, our, our top plays showdown for uh for the showdown tool uh nfl D dfs top showdown tool there you go uh that was a mouthful <laughs> couldn't get it out there 71.3 percent of the time matthew stafford is going to show up two to five percent or second or fifth in in yahoo's projections there that is the highest on the board period out of anybody that includes joe burrow cooper cup 
He's an unavoidable piece of chalk for me. I think that if you're going to play Cooper Cup, a lot of those lineups are going to have $30 Joe Burrow, or sorry, Matthew Stafford, especially because he's $3 less than Joe Burrow. I find that to kind of be a fascinating caveat that they've kind of uh, changed over on Yahoo. Uh, I think it makes it really fun to build over there, a new puzzle to kind of put together. But considering he's the fifth, uh, priced player on this slate. And we know quarterbacks on a half point PPR site are just higher valued on Yahoo. Impossible for me not to be invested in him to an unbelievable amount on Yahoo. Joe Burrow, who, as I mentioned, is priced just a little bit higher than Stafford and uh, a pretty comparable amount of points projected. He's sitting at 18.9 in our projections. He's $33 versus 30 for Stafford. And I I just think that, you know, you look back at some of his numbers, what he's been doing, 21 plus points on Yahoo eight times this year. Obviously, he's he's got a high ceiling, 340 passing yards at a minimum, four out of his last seven games. That includes a couple of games where he went for 446 and 525. Some outrageous numbers and obviously uh, a, a really good cast of wideouts around him, Jamar Chase in particular, but you mentioned Higgins and Boyd, and we know what they can do as well. Uh, I, I guess it, you know, I, I mentioned earlier, sort of comes down to like telling yourself a story. How do you think the game is going to play out? You know, if, if you think that, let's say, the Rams are going to get off to a, a quick start, the Bengals are going to be playing from behind, you know, makes a guy like Joe Mixon, we'll get to running backs in a little bit, uh, a, a lesser play. And, and Joe Burrow is, if you're under the assumption that he's going to be throwing a ton, obviously a, a much better play in this one. I know LA's got that very excellent uh, pass rush, as you alluded to. Burrow's been sacked, what, a dozen times here in the playoffs already. So it's it's not like he's received the, the best protection. People have been talking about that going all the way back to, to the draft at this point. But I, I can't help but wonder how ideal a, a pivot he is, whether in the superstar spot in general, off of Stafford, if you're picking just one of the two QBs to roster, even if you're putting them in a flex spot, you know, Burrow is just there. There are so many different options to where he could go off. He becomes a very tough guy to fade. Impossible to fade. I think uh, we're talking about two quarterbacks that are playing very, very high level of football, 34 touchdowns, 14 picks on the season here. We've seen him really come to life. Uh, in a lot of these clutch scenarios here, uh, Kansas City wasn't even that efficient, 23 for 38. But that second half, he made the plays that you need to have uh, on the road in Arrowhead. And I think the underrated part of talking about this game and the reason that I really like the over is the weather. Uh, we are looking at a lot of playoff football that was played in some tumultuous conditions. And not, I'm, I'm not just talking about Arrowhead um, you know, being a little bit colder than normal or uh, definitely not Lambeau Field where, you know, you had Green Bay and San Francisco playing some really frigid football, but Cincinnati literally was playing at home against the Raiders, wasn't exactly the best conditions. And then they go into Arrowhead, uh, definitely one of the more difficult places to play in the entire NFL. You get to play football in a bubble. You're playing football in a bubble here in LA. It's going to be like 80 degrees. It's absolutely perfect. There's no wind. You're playing in SoFi where, you know, it'll be actually more neutral than it would be for a normal home game for the Rams. And, um, you know, the Rams obviously, obviously have had a lot of uh, fans that have uh, invaded that stadium over the last couple of weeks, even in the playoffs here. Uh, the 49ers obviously probably took over that stadium. But, like, I feel like that's not talked about enough here. And if you put a team that loves to basically be tracking pads in Cincinnati out on the field, Joe Burrow could really put up a massive game. I think he's a guy to probably be over-invested in putting him into the, the flex spot. I think both quarterbacks really make sense as flexes for me, especially with Cooper Cup in this game. It's going to be hard for me to really shy away from him in the top scorer spot on a site like FanDuel or Yahoo. DraftKings, 
Different situation, PPR, I'm going to be really invested in a Cooper Cup there. But Joe Burrow, I think if you're going to play two pass catchers with him, uh, no doubt he's still going to make a great top score, top play. Uh, somebody that could, no doubt about it, go for uh, 303 touchdowns, and it would not surprise me. Well, like you said, it depends on the path, platform, obviously, that you're playing to where, you know, you really have to decide who am I fading and, and you know, how do I think this game is going to play out? What's the best roster construction? But obviously, we're fixated here on Yahoo. Given the Yahoo pricing, is are, are we really in an ideal spot where, you know, you could decide if you want Cooper Cup all, all the way up in the superstar spot. A lot of people obviously are going to have him there. But regardless of what you decide to do with that, is this a pricing format for you where, uh, you're not just comfortable, but you're almost going out of your way to put both QBs in there and then build around that. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be tight, but the thirty dollars for Stafford makes it definitely possible. So if you play Cup, Burrow, Stafford, and not to jump ahead to wide receiver, but it's kind of important to talk about the context of the three players expected to put up the most fantasy points in this game, being Cup, Burrow, Stafford. You basically have fifteen dollars left, and it's not that cost prohibitive. You can't play Beckham at twenty three, but you'd be able to play the likes of if Higby plays or Uzoma plays. I don't really know uh, how effective either one of them would be here, but you could sure for sure play a Blanton. There's Jefferson. You could get different with a P Ryan, who we saw bust off a big run. But with Cam Akers at nineteen dollars, it really throws a wrench into this entire slate because if he gets the entire backfield you're basically going to be selecting which 11 or $10 player can be serviceable with that ensemble. You could go cup Stafford acres, burrow, find some kind of a guy from Cincinnati there, or you just play the pass catchers. I think the, the salary construct with burrow because we project Stafford higher, but with burrow $3 more expensive, I think it becomes more of a contrarian play to put into lineup. So uh, if you want to be having some fun, put him up in the superstar play the likes of we know who it's going to be. It's going to be Chase and Higgins more than likely that really helps him achieve a, a superstar like performance where he's going to put up the gaudy numbers. And, you know, I, I think in the event that both of them can cannibalize like the absolute ceiling games we've seen from Chase and Higgins over the course of the last few weeks, you're looking at a, a spot where, you know, it, Matthew Stafford can still fit into some of those lineups. Let's go to the running back position then. I'm sure we'll we'll circle back at points. If anyone has any questions, thoughts, get them out here in the uh, the Osmo YouTube page, Twitter, wherever you're finding us, obviously. Hit the like, hit the subscribe button, turn on those notifications for other great shows that are coming your way. We greatly appreciate it. Running backs here, really, uh, it's Joe Mixon certainly is is our priority on the Cincy side. And like you said, it gets a, a little complicated to, to some degree anyway for L.A. But first for Mixon, he's projected for about 14 and a half points. He's $31, so by no means is he cheap. Thing is, though, you know, all due respect to Samaji Pirine, you know he's going to get the lion's share of the load uh, of, of all the running backs in this game in all likelihood, regardless of, of which side of the ball you're looking at or uh, which team. At least 20 touches in five straight games. That includes 29 uh, in, in uh, 29 targets, 26 catches. So obviously he's a guy that's, you know, incredibly versatile. It's not just the run game. In fact, it, it becomes to some degree in this game, I would think more about the passing game when you look at what he has done or not done, if you will, as of late. 88 rushing yards in the AFC Championship game. First time over 80 since late November, since just yeah. after Thanksgiving. So do you expect Mixon to be not a non-factor per se on the ground, but just that much more impactful in the air to, to the point where that is what you're actually rostering him for if you're rostering him? Well, yeah. I mean, the thing with Mixon is that you get Joe Burrow just playing at such a high level. Of course, they're going to be inclined to just feed the hot hand there. And 
Joe Mixon, I mean, that was the first time over 20 carries in a while too, I believe. I mean, we had looked at, uh, you know, the, you talked about since late November. Last time he had over 20 carries was uh, November 28th. So we're talking, you know, pretty nine games, 10 games almost. Uh, it's been since he had over that amount. And given they were behind it a lot of that game, but they still kind of stuck to their guns and, and still, you know, it wasn't an, a crazy efficient, just over four yards per carry. But like, that's good enough to be able to open it up for the likes of this passing game. So I think he's just fine to be firing up. I will say, I've kind of changed my tune over the course of the last week. I think Samaji Pirine is maybe a little bit more viable than what people think before. It had been a while since we had seen him get to 25% of the snaps since week 15 here. He played 14, I guess 29, uh, but that was a game against Kansas City at the end of the season that, um, you know, obviously Kansas City wasn't full bore there. We had the Vegas Raiders game, 21%, 22%, 25%. If they are playing from come from behind mode and Joe Mixon, you know, they've, they've been playing ahead and he's been getting some passing volume. That's going to happen when he's playing 75% of the snaps, but I didn't really factor it in enough that he's going to be playing 25% of the snaps. P Ryan, that is he's can, he can definitely be a serviceable change of pace back more of the pass catcher, more of the guy that we kind of know as that type of dude, not any kind of a guy who's going to take away from the carries or the volume in that department. Hasn't gotten a carry since his one that he got against the, the Raiders, but I think at 25% of the snaps, he's actually more viable. If you have anything happen whatsoever to Mixon, you obviously have the entire workload, the entire backfield. And knowing that those are the only two guys who are really going to be on the field, period, Evans isn't going to get mixed in in the Super Bowl. P. Ryan is actually somebody that I'm willing to be rostering, especially at his $11 tag on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. No carries his last two games. You mentioned he's cheap, $11, but uh, he has obviously gotten some work in the air, including that long touchdown. 43-yard touchdown. Luffy literally yeah. came on and said, oh, the only way P. Ryan gets there is like a 40-yard touchdown catch <laughs> randomly when he gets mixed in and bang, it happened. Sure it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah, four catches the last couple games with that long touchdown, obviously. Uh, you know, and he could be, uh, again, Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. However you think this game is going to play out, should the Rams jump ahead early, or rather the Bengals jump ahead early and the Rams are the ones playing from behind, and since he actually hangs on for a while, that's, you know, when you potentially see Mixon, P. Ryan, you know, both get a a fair amount of work. You've got that whole backfield covered. It it becomes a lot more complicated, obviously, on on the Rams side of things. You know, you look at Cam Akers is, is the projected horse, if you will, uh, he's, you know, dozen points, $19, um, fumbled twice in the divisional round. He didn't practice all last week after getting banged up in the NFC championship game. 
Um, his, uh, his, his carries or his touches have been 927-14 here in the playoffs, so obviously very inconsistent at points. He has certainly been outplayed by Sony Michelle. In our projections, like Michelle, he's $5 cheaper, he's $14. He's projected for only three and a half points. Then you have Daryl Henderson, who, if he is active, is projected for uh, three points, he's $13. It, does this just become a an entirely you know fade them all situation are you looking to get a little cheaper and hope that you've got some differentiation on the part of sony michelle uh can can you justify cam makers how are you analyzing this la backfield you're muted dang it that's the first time that's happened (laughs) Oh I was, my gosh. I, I wasn't looking off at the other screen where I actually had your face. I was like, is this just me? Did we lose him? Is he gone? No, it's just me just... talking into the abyss. I'm trying out yeah. these headphones. I've been trying these out the last couple of days to <laughs> mix it up just because then I don't have a cord in my way. It's not connected to the thing, but that's the first time that happened. It was bound to happen. No doubt about it. But um, this is, this is the spot. If you could just tell me flat out, which one of them gets the majority of the workload, you'd roster them in bulk. But I think it's far more variant than what people have been projecting. And that's why you're seeing Cam Akers, especially on Yahoo right now. I mean, like projection underneath eight, he's been a guy that has been projected well north of that here, but no doubt about it. Sony Michelle played 57% of the offensive snaps. And I don't think that that got enough attention. Yeah. There was a spot where Cam Akers got a little dinged up, but like Sony Michelle got the majority of the workload and we're just projecting everybody to be clicking on Cam Akers name. That's a little surprising to me, especially when you go through the box score. Do you know how many, fumbles sony michelle has had this season six one he said one <laughs> week four he had one. it had to be one extreme or the other yeah it was that it was this extreme he had one and we're talking about a guy who can securely secure that's a weird way of putting that he's very secure with the football is what i want to say and sure. cam makers coming off of two fumbles they're like hey man it's okay we got you we got your back they want a game that Tom Brady almost pulled a real, real Tom Brady thing at the end of that one to close out his career. But I think that there is so much variance here. And Daryl Henderson isn't as big of a wrinkle. I don't think he might get a carry or two. Uh, Maybe if they get way up in a game, maybe he comes in for like a ceremonial. Hey, we're proud of you. Welcome back. Kind of a thing. He's basically going to be a security blanket for those two guys who have been in this game constantly. Now, Sony Michelle is definitely going to be my priority because I expect him to be a fraction of the roster ship over on Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks to be definitely the case over on DK where we have everything a little bit more uh, fine-tuned here at the moment. But I'm looking at Yahoo where, you know, it's it's a different puzzle with a $19 Cam Akers. There's no doubt he's going to be crazy popular at that number. I think I'm going to just, on a lot of builds, just leave that $5 on the table, go to Sony Michelle. There are a lot of paths where at a reduced ownership that he can definitely pay off for you. I mentioned as uh, we're sitting about halfway home here on this show, uh, give us a like, hit the subscribe button. If you're watching along on the Osmo YouTube page, uh, you can keep up with all of our great shows and NFL uh, and other sports for that matter. DFS offers that are available to you. Giveaways so much more. Once you subscribe, of course, hit the notification button so you can be alerted when any of our great shows come your way, regardless of what sport they are covering. And we're not going anywhere. Once football's done, it just means we're moving on, focusing on, uh, that much more NBA and NHL and golf and, you know, UFC and whatever it might be, obviously NASCAR and, and all of it. So uh, 
you know, make sure to, we've got a, a fun Super Bowl giveaway going on. It's pinned on our Osmo underscore com Twitter handle. Reply whether you think Joe Burrow or Matt Stafford will have more passing yards. Follow the instructions on the graphic to be entered for a chance to win a year of Osmo Plus Platinum, a $1,000 value. This will be one of our biggest giveaways all year, so make sure you enter this one. Who do you think it's going to be, Burrow or Stafford? Oh, my God. What's even the question? I wasn't listening. More more passing yards in this game. Burrow or Stafford? Uh, I'll go Stafford because I, I think that it's a pretty secure fact that he's going to be effective. Um, Burrow is highly variant, very highly variant. But mm-hmm. again, I'm not betting it because I just don't have a great read on how effective. Because again, the Rams secondary is not very good. Like they're just not. And there's three very capable wide receivers here. There's situations where Burrow could get sacked 10 times or zero. Like legitimately, there are so many spots that I, I could see this game playing out. So I'll go with Stafford. And just hear Aaron Donald out there. Zero sacks. Challenge accepted. Just saying. Just saying. Get the all ball right, out of your hands wide fast, receivers Burrow. Here. It's, it's all about Cooper Cup. It's always all about Cooper Cup. The NFL's Offensive Player of the Year has uh, honored at NFL Honors last night. Projected for about 22 points. High guy on this uh, single game slate here, $41. So he's also the most expensive. Then you obviously get to everybody else. It really is Cooper Cup or everybody else. Let's start with Cooper Cup in particular here, who uh, four touchdowns in the playoffs at this point, averaging nearly 130 yards per uh, yards per game uh, since January 1st. So over the last few there, and he's gone for 24 plus Yahoo points eight times so far this season. So we know he's capable of exploding. We've seen it week after week. What are your expectations for him? Is he just too good that you have to roster him? He has 20 touchdowns in 20 games. (laughs) He's got 2,333 yards. He's got 170 catches. He's averaging, averaging north of 25 fantasy points on most spots. I mean, we're looking at 22 that he's averaging on Yahoo right now. Obviously, half-point PPR makes it a little bit more viable, where in the event that Odell Beckham or Van Jefferson really come along for the ride, have a big play, and you end up firing up uh, a little bit of Matt Stafford in the superstar spot, you could be passing a lot of the field. But our tools just amplify how good of a play Cooper Cup is. And we're looking at a top score percentage on Yahoo of 36.6%, and he's a wide Mm -hmm. receiver. He's not a running back. He's not a quarterback. He's a wide receiver. That's ridiculous to be that secure with your volume to over a third of the time, you know, nearly 40% of the time you play out this game, have him be the top scorer on half point PPR sites. That's absurd. You should be rostering him. $41 is not that prohibitive at all. You play Cooper cup, you click on Matt Stafford, who for some reason is cheaper than, uh, than Joe Burrow makes it pretty easy to click on one of the pass catchers or Joe Mixon from Cincinnati be able to play a pretty well-balanced lineup and and really have all the upside of the entire game. He's unavoidable chalk. If you're making one lineup, there's always a case to be made. I mean, there's going to be 40% of the time he doesn't pan out, but even still, 36.6% of the time, he's going to be the top scorer. And then 45.1% of the time, he's going to finish second to fifth in scoring here, which means that over 90% of the time, he's going to be an optimal play. Best of luck fading him in in that one lineup. Even if I'm playing 20, I bet he appears on every single team on Yahoo. It's not enough. There's not enough of a opportunity cost at his price. It's just, it's just an automatic play for me. So we mentioned, you know, much earlier what you're capable of doing with the Yahoo pricing right now. And that is, 
You know, you could you could put Cup in there. You could put the two QBs in there. One of them's in the superstar spot. You know, maybe you want to pay up and put Cup there, or however you want to obviously shake it out. You you can have all three of those guys. The thing is, it does become a, a situation where you got to fade somebody good, whether that's mm-hmm. Joe Mixon, whether it's one of these other wideouts, and in particular, obviously that brings me to Jamar Chase, who is just a guy that you have to fade someone. Is he the guy that you have to fade? It's interesting because I've been fading him throughout this entire, throughout the the first three rounds of the playoffs, and it's gone so well. Um, just like full fading a guy that even on a two game set, I would say I actually I probably made a mistake last week or two weeks ago it was now by fading him. I uh, just somebody who has explosive big playability, but I don't think it can be emphasized enough how good T Higgins is. And when T Higgins gets involved in spots. I mean, we've seen 13.1 and 13.3. They just cannibalize each other's production because they're basically two alpha wide receivers on the same team. Whereas Cooper cup, as good as Odell Beckham can be Cooper cups, just in a different stratosphere. So I think prioritizing cup and then chase maybe takes a little bit of a backseat as a result. I'm also pretty surprised by how different uh, he projects out as a top play. So only a $7 difference between him and Cooper Cup. He's a dollar more expensive than Burrow, and he's $4 more expensive than Stafford. But his top score percentage is only 8.2%. 2 to 5% is going to be 38.6%. That's less than half the time he's appearing in the optimal Yahoo lineup, uh, either in the superstar spot as a top score or in the utility I find that to be pretty surprising for a guy in a single game that has shown as much upside as what he has. I think he might be a guy that I overinvest in the superstar spot because if he has one of those games, like one of those eruption games, it feels like something that could really put you over the edge where you're avoiding a lot of duplication. But in terms of like making him fit in lineups with Cup, lineups with Stafford, I think you're going to be running into a lot of the same builds just because they're so expensive and Jamar Chase is $34. I'm probably going to be light on him for the fourth straight week in the utility and kind of figuring it out from there. I guess I just wonder if if you're if you're really high on believing the Bengals are going to win this game, you know, if you just feel I'm not right. But if you're someone who did, obviously, yeah. you know, it's going to impact in, in all likelihood, unless you're just studying the numbers and ignoring the narratives and, and your own opinions. Mm-hmm. If you firmly believe that the Bengals are going to win this game, how can you not look at a stack that includes obviously Burrow? Maybe he's in the superstar yep. spot chase and and higgins like you said and just you know sprinkling in a, a a little bit of rams on the other side yeah this is such a condensed offense i mean especially if Uzoma's is going to be limited i mean he participated in practice yesterday that's a great sign that we had from him whereas higby didn't and that's going to be uh, what we get to at the tight end position but it is so condensed it, we know it's going to be primarily mixing i mean i talked about p ryan just as a guy that i think you can mix in Not a priority, but I would say that I'm going to probably be above the field on a guy like that because I'm playing 20, 50, 150 lineups in these spots, whereas most people are just building a couple handfuls. And maybe P. Ryan isn't as deep as you need to go there, but we know it's going to be Mixon. We know it's going to be Chase Higgins and then Boyd getting mixed in. There's really no wide receiver for it. There's no Ben Skoranek. There's really not even... Uh, a a crazy amount of volume that we've seen for CJ Uzoma until the playoffs. I mean, he had one real high upside game. Uh, What week was that? I got to go back to week. I don't know what it was. It was October 24th against Baltimore out of the middle of nowhere, put up a massive, massive score. But until the playoffs, he's a guy that I've just been off of, Um, you know, by necessity, you have to find some value. And he's been a piece of some of those lineups here in recent weeks, but like, 
If he's going to be limited, it becomes even more condensed. I think it's pretty safe to say, yeah, if you think Cincinnati goes out and is effective in this game, they don't even have to win. Come from behind mode for Joe Burrow can be very profitable. Um, you know, obviously they did come from behind and win that Kansas City game, but they were down a couple scores early. And it just becomes airing it out to Chase, airing it out to Higgins. And it could be a really fun build to go superstar any one of the wide receivers, including Boyd, if you wanted to get super different and avoid everybody. There's no doubt that every single one of them carries massive upside because Burrow is that good. I know Higgins obviously finished the season strong and he's he's had his moments here in the playoffs as well. But do you worry that he's kind of boom or bust? Yes, but it's also a one game sample. And if he booms, you kind of need sure. him. And if you're going to say it's that's, a coin that's flip, true of anybody. Yeah, but I'm saying if it's a coin flip, I'd, I'd say it's more of a coin flip for a Higgins where he can put up a score that can actually be very serviceable you for you as opposed to you know, Van Jefferson. And we have to also remember, we can't just talk about their likelihood of booming in a spot like this. We just need them to be optimal. Like Mm -hmm. showdown really comes down to getting the right pieces, finding the right ensemble and being able to, to just kind of find that magic mixture of, of who it is. If Cooper cup puts up 40, you're going to need him in the superstar spot at any cost. Like it doesn't matter if the guy at $10 only gets you two. Uh, if that's going to be the build and the only way to get like the four players that really fit in, in that lineup, that fifth player is really ancillary and doesn't matter nearly as much. And it could be a number of people. Same thing can be said about a guy like Higgins. So the difference between playing a guy like Higgins in the flex and just avoiding chase is that one's going to be more popular than the other. Same thing can be said about uh, a guy like Van Jefferson. He's going to, his chances of booming are far, far lower than a guy like, uh, a guy like T Higgins or mm-hmm. Odell Beckham in these like mid wide receiver spots, but so is the roster ship. It's so much lower. So you get paid so many more times when he does go off, when he does fit into the build. So it's avoiding duplication to a certain extent, but it's really just kind of finding ways to deviate from the field so that when you are right, you get paid for it rather than just holding hands with, you know, 80 other people. So Cooper Cup, $41, 34 for Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, 24, which brings us to Odell Beckham Jr., the fourth highest price guy in terms of the receivers anyway. At $23, he is projected for about a dozen points on our uh, Osmo projections. Again, check out the Osmo Plus Platinum subscription. You can see all the same stuff that we're reciting to you here. And, uh, you know, he's come on of late. Really, he's been good since he got to L.A. in large part. You know, five touchdowns, Mm -hmm. seven times he's been targeted in the red zone. So certainly he is a red zone target uh, in general. Seven plus targets, three out of his last five games. Went nine of 11 for 113 against San Fran last time out. He's averaging about 12 and a half yards uh, per catch on 19 receptions here in the playoffs so far. So getting hot at the right time, I think really, again, narrative street, but you know, if ever there were a guy who's just trying to, I guess Matt Stafford, his teammate is, you know, this is kind of true of him too, but in a very different way, it, you know, if, if ever there were someone just trying to change the world's perception of him and, you know, like I don't think people looked at Matt Stafford as all oh, like he can't, you know, he's a loser. He can't do it. It was, you know, just, you didn't have enough around you in Detroit and they never got over the hump and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, you know, playoff failure, regular season, decent. Yeah. Calvin Johnson guy. sucked. Yeah, but but like Odell Beckham Jr., you know, is viewed as this this team killer and, you know, right. doesn't get along with his quarterbacks. And he's like, this is a guy like sort of the way, you know, for so long we talked about like Carmelo Anthony in the NBA. Like okay. this, this guy's never going to win. So obviously an opportunity out there 
to do it, to get it done, to change the narrative, to get people to shut up. How motivated is he by that? Obviously, you heard him screaming post game after clinching a spot in the Super Bowl. And what's he capable of doing here? I mean, he's capable of a lot because his offense, he's, you know, he doesn't have to be the number one, which I think is very effective for him as well. Uh, in Cleveland with Jarvis Landry there, Jarvis Landry, more of the possession receiver. Ba- uh, Baker Mayfield, I think, was a little bit more comfortable making him the priority in a lot of those schematics. And, you know, now you're in a completely different situation. Matt Stafford has been excellent uh, by any metric you look at. Sure, he's had some turnover problems here and there, but he's been exceptional. And I think Odell Beckham, how could you not like being in this situation? Your defense is the best in the league on one side. Offensively, you can kind of fit into the mold. You don't have to be the absolute alpha. You don't have to prove anything. Your team can do a lot of the work for you. Um, I, I think that that's really going to make anybody happy. So I've never been a gigantic Odell Beckham fan. I don't think anybody who's watched those Wednesday shows that I've done with Matt Kajewski, uh and all the back and forth we've had about him. But like, obviously, when as soon as he got acquired by the Rams, I changed my tune because he's a very good wide receiver. I don't think I've ever argued that. But in Cleveland, just a different situation. In, with the Rams, completely different situation. He is set up to succeed. There's no doubt about it. I think the most important part of Showdown on Yahoo comes down to T Higgins at $24 and Odell Beckham at 23. If you build out with two or three of these guys that are more expensive with them, you really only play one of them. And I don't really see a spot as much as I love T Higgins and I'm in love with the guy I've always have been. I think he's a physical freak. I think he's very, very underrated as a wide receiver. I think he started to show what he's capable of this entire season and people have really come on to him, but Odell Beckham is the priority for me. I think it's going to be easier to play him with a $30 Stafford and a $41 cup. And that's definitely the priority duo in just about any lineup for me. It's going to be a lot easier for me to click on Odell Beckham and then even maybe package it with Higgins and then go a little bit cheaper there as opposed to prioritizing Burrow, Chase, Mixon. I think those three guys are really going to be more of the fade for me. So Odell Beckham, absolute priority for me. We've just seen him... Uh, come on too strong here at the end of this season and uh, just seeing more and more volume as he's getting acclimated to the offense. I mean, it was a late acquisition here for them and uh, he's been, he's been excellent. No doubt about it. I don't think anybody's going to argue that he's a good wide receiver. It's just a question of, can he keep this going against Cincinnati secondary? I think he does. Van Jefferson, $13. He's in our optimal lineup in large part, obviously because of his salary, but how do you feel about his potential here? God. So I, I, I think this is a stat I brought up on a lot of these over the course of the regular season, the Rams played 11 personnel with three wide receivers on the field, 83% of the time. That's the highest rate in the league. Number two is Cincinnati, by the way. Uh, that's pretty fun to think about where both of these teams are pretty much all oriented around one tight end, having your three wide receivers out there and let's air out the football. Van Jefferson has been on the field 90% of the time plus in all of these games in the postseason, And he just hasn't gotten it there. I mean, Ben Skoranek got the best look out of any, you know, ancillary wide receiver there from the Rams and just let the ball hit his hands and dropped it. I wish that was Van Jefferson catching that one. It would have been a much, much more enjoyable weekend uh, two weeks ago, but I'm looking right now at Van Jefferson as a guy that I also want to prioritize. He's $13. That exact lineup I talk about where you play Beckham and Higgins, uh, my main lineup that I'm going to be playing I might just avoid playing quarterbacks and really kind of gear it towards some of these pass catchers. And there's a really clear path to being able to still play cup in a superstar or be able to play a running back in a superstar. If you wanted to take that uh, narrative, which I don't, but uh, I'm looking at Van Jefferson at $13 is probably 
my favorite piece of value, period. And I don't think it's remotely close. Let's look at the tight ends. If anyone has any questions, get them in. We're here with you for about, I don't know, 10 or so more minutes. Uh, CJ Uzoma, who, uh, as you mentioned, we just don't know. I mean, he, he could, you know, theoretically and, and, and in all likelihood even be limited. You know, there were obviously the, the initial fears he wasn't even going to play in this game. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be anywhere near full strength. Projected for about seven points. He's $16. Kendall Blanton becomes very interesting, obviously, for L.A. on the other side at uh, about five projected points. Obviously, this is with Tyler Higby ruled out, you know, not a mm-hmm. factor in our uh, in our projections right now. Blanton, about five projected points. He's $14. Higby, if he does play, <clears throat> pardon me, he is uh, bare minimum. But uh, for Blanton, seven for seven, a touchdown his last couple of games. Bengals, as we know, absolutely horrible against the tight end position. What direction are you going here with re- respect to the tight ends? Are you going to roster any of them? Oh, man, it is. It is so gross. So <laughs> Uzoma, we he could play here and suit up. I, I think Higby is the guy that I do not expect to play like almost at all. Like I, I still think Blanton, $14.00. He's the identical number as Sony Michelle. That'll be a decision point. Van Jefferson at 13 is my priority out of all of them, even though Sony Michelle, I'll be over invested to the field. Shouldn't be that hard to do once the projections kind of get set up and, and we have a ton of roster shift to really kind of take from Yahoo. But I'm looking at, at a guy like <laughs> a guy like true sample is a guy down at the very, very bottom. I, I think you at least have to talk about it where if you're going to get a completely limited situation here where he's just, going to be out like CJ Uzoma maybe plays 25%, 30% of the snaps. I find it so unlikely with both of their injuries that they immediately undertake the entire thing. I think a $10 true sample has to be on the table. Now, as opposed to guys like Chris Evans or maybe some of these other pieces, he's going to be more popular as a $10 selection. Maybe that gets me away from kind of going towards those builds because it is such a low floor kind of play. Even if he's on the field, he's known more as a, a pass blocker here, but at least he's seen some targets here, too, in two of the last three weeks. I think there's at least something to be said for that. So I, I might just make him a guy that is just completely dictated on whether or not people think that CJ Uzoma is going to be effective or not. I just don't see him or Higby being effective whatsoever. So I think I'll try to take some shots there. But if the field really starts rostering through a sample, 0% chance you should do it. So low, low percentage of your builds is what you're saying. Yeah. Out of 150, <laughs> like, we're talking – single digits are you more inclined to and and just for anyone joining us late we've touched on some of this but are are you rostering multiple wide receivers running backs uh, you know just in terms of like the bigger picture obviously if you're if you're looking to load up load up in a relative sense you don't have that many spots to play with but if you're looking to you know stack at a certain position versus another which way are you going Uh, stacking the pass catchers here. I mean, it's just got to be wide receiver heavy. I think there's got to be two of the offenses that just like to air it out more than any other teams in the league that are facing each other in the same game. And, you know, people are talking about the defenses as well. Well, we don't have to worry about kickers over on Yahoo. That's a, that's a nice feeling, but defenses are definitely listed. And I think they might get a lot of attention here um, at at $13 for Cincinnati, $17 for the Rams. We've seen both of them, you know, put up some really, really serviceable games here uh, this entire season where they can put up double digits and be optimal paths for guys that, you know, if they outperform Tyler Boyd, 
would you be surprised? No, I wouldn't here in this spot. But I think in terms, if I had to pick one position, it's got to be the chalk taking just all the pass catchers and going from there. What would be tough for me is seeing something like Mixon, uh, like we saw last week where we had working out optimal Mixon and Pirine together. I think the same thing can be said. I find it very unlikely that we're going to get Akers and Michelle to work mm. out in like an optimal sense. So I think, you know, if I'm double stacking anything, it's just got to be pass catchers throughout the entire lineup. Bengals DST, you alluded to them. Eight sacks, six turnovers last three games. You have Matt Stafford on the other side who was picked off 17 times this year. Just for differentiation's sake, can you make the case? Totally. And you just need one play. And that's that's really what it is, is that you get the opportunity, either one of them get a pick six and hard to believe that at $17 or below, you look at all these options. Tyler Boyd should garner the most attention at $17. I've talked about Sonny Michelle Van Jefferson. I really like his value, but... At that range, $17, you get the Rams defense, especially if you're playing Cup, if you're playing Akers, if you're playing Stafford, if you're playing Odell, those kind of guys in the lineup. It's pretty easy to click on the Rams. And in a game that they just dominate, really hard for me not to see the Rams defense working out optimally, especially, you know, it's been talked about. Nine sacks you saw in the divisional round for Joe Burrow. I mean, he's just somebody who's been under duress constantly throughout the entire season, and he's still stayed in the pocket and been effective uh, in a lot of these games coming down the stretch. but. Uh, that's a lot of sacks, and that's a pretty guaranteed floor you're getting with the Rams defense. And then the Cincinnati side, we talked about it, Stafford, the most turnover-prone quarterback at the end of this season, $13. There's really nobody. I mean, I literally said Drew Sample. Like, that is <laughs> as disgusting as it should get. So, like, you have Samaji P. Ryan, who's just a contrarian build. Most of those builds where I'm landing on those guys, I'm going to want to have be near zeroed out because Cincinnati definitely – has the ability to have a couple of things go their way. They've done it before. They've been getting pressure here, eight sacks in their last three weeks. I uh, don't want to be sleeping on them, as you said. So $13, the defense is very, very viable over on Yahoo. All right, who's going to win this game? Give me a score, just for funsies. 31-28, 31-27, something. One of those two. I'm kind of covering both of them. I've said Close both. and higher scoring, numbers. okay. So higher scoring, I do like the over, but I'm not going to be putting any kind of substantial money on it because I think that there's definitely a path to blowouts on both ends of this, um, which is just so weird to say. And again, maybe that, whenever I say something like that, that just tells me bet the dogs. That's what happened in the divisional round. But uh, I think that the Rams win a close one. Maybe Cincinnati covers there, but uh, I'll, I'll go the Rams side. How about you? So I'm, I'm not putting money on this game. If I were going to, this is, it's a whole head versus heart thing. If I were going to actually invest money in the outcome of this game, I would bet the Rams. I do believe, obviously, they're the better team. They're the team that people have been talking about ever since Stafford got there, long before the acquisitions of guys like Beckham and Von Miller and some of the other impactful guys that obviously they've had, never mind who they've already had, like Cooper Cup and, and Aaron Donald. That being said, I feel like I'm you know, I'm, I'm into the Cinderella story, man. And I feel like I'm, I'm willing this to happen for Cincinnati. I, I want oh, this. And so I'm, yeah. so I'm, I'm, and, and I'm, I'm surprised that I'm going under ever so slightly on the points. Cause I feel like it's going to be the kind of game that you're t- again, I don't know. Like somebody asked me the other day, who's going to win the game. What's the score? The words out of my mouth were Bengals 27, 21, Ooh. Which it it just that it feels it feels weird. It feels weird yeah. to say Cincinnati's gonna win. It feels weird to say that neither team is gonna get into the 30s. That being said, I I you know, once once it's come out of my mouth, I I I I, I hate to reverse course on it. So I'm just gonna go with it. Say it with your chest, Adam Kaufman. Say it with <laughs> just your chest. Puff it out. Come on now. 27 <laughs> 21.
Yeah, Bengals. exactly. Bengals roll is I, that's all I'm hearing from you. Yeah. Yeah. Jamar Chase, he's, he's going for 200 yards, multiple touchdowns, Burroughs MVP. It's going to be incredible. Uh, coming up, you know what in, I was uh, just thinking about? Hold up, hold up. Boys, yeah. we're closing this out. I was yeah. thinking about this yesterday. What if I just just listed off like 15 different takes of the Super Bowl at the end of a show? And yeah. then we just clip the one that's actually the closest to correct. And put that out on, you know, yeah. And put we'll that, put out, that out, out on social and Twitter just be after the fact. Absolute liar about it. Look at our, how smart great. our guys are. Here, we'll, we'll, do, a, we'll do a practice one. Uh, okay. Eric, who's going to win this game? 21-17 Bengals. Eric, who's going to win this game? 35-27 Rams. Who's the MVP? Aaron Donald. <laughs> In no universe. No, <laughs> As no a universe. defensive player, everyone Super Bowl MVP maybe like one time. Yeah, it's, uh, twice. There wasn't their Patriots cornerback that won at one time? No. Am no. I thinking about this incorrectly? No, absolutely no, ty- not. Cool. Typically, it's Tom Brady when it's a Patriot. Okay. I was just thinking Malcolm Butler maybe one time. No, although, I, I mean, if ever there were a time that you could have justified it, for sure. Malcolm uh, Butler, NHL baby. strategy show for a light little four-game slate tonight is on the way in about five minutes. You'll have Cliffy and Harris, uh, Aton and Terry coming your way at 4.30 Eastern for the Prize Picks Live NFL show, NBA Deeper Dive, 5-6. to six. Decent slate tonight, seven games, I believe, on the hardwood. Yes, Lockie sir. and Adam, you will be back with Greg for uh, – uh, it, it will be uh, NBA Live Before Lock from 6 to 7.30. So you'll be getting all sorts of well-versed in that. Should be fun. It's going to be a blast. And I'm sure we'll talk some hockey. I'm sure we'll talk some NBA here, Adam. Have a great oh, yeah. weekend. Best of luck in the Super Bowl, my dude. Uh, should be a good time. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thanks to Mike Awesome Yo for keeping us in check. And, of course, always good being here with Lindquist. I guess for the last time on a Friday, at least talking football, maybe they'll have us together talking basketball next time around. We'll see you. Thanks, everyone. Harry. <laughs>